Welcome to Headliner the Podcast with your hosts, Stephen Heckberg and Philip Goudreau. Headliner of the podcast, Bill Godreau, Stephen Heckbert. A very practical episode this week. We're, we're going to fix, fix social, social media. media. Hey. Okay, so it's, it's odd, Phil, uh, that we're going to use the podcast to try to fix social media. We should really use a like a paper newsletter we that really we distribute around a, the neighborhood. We should use a paper newsletter to fi- uh, fix social media. I mean, I will say there are examples of social media that work. Uh, MySpace was just tremendous. And I do think there are some things we could do and set some standards for social media. And I do believe if you wanted to make it multinational in those standards, we could do that. It could actually be one of the uses of multinational organizations. I mean, the UN basically does nothing else, so why don't we use it to do that? Oh, that's a great way to get international cooperation. Do you want to be like the UN, or do you want to be a squabbling bunch of school children? You know? Exactly. Mm. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> you I, I, I butchered a Simpsons quote there, but I, but most people will probably but, get yeah, what I was going for, yeah, clearly. It was good, though. It was good. Oh, so, yeah. so let me talk about what I think would work, and then uh, and then you will uh, obviously have your own views, and we might disagree or agree to disagree on those. But the first thing that, uh, that I've always been amazed at is the one social media site that sort of works is LinkedIn. And there's a reason why LinkedIn works. People don't lie too much on their LinkedIn profiles. They're named, they're not anonymous. And people are deliberately not anonymous on LinkedIn. So the first thing I would do to fix social media would be that every single social media account would be verified. I know what you're about to say to me, but Stephen, that would cost Meta and Twitter so much to verify every social media account. I don't care. They have the money. I'm pretty sure they'll make rent this month. Uh, it's time for social media companies to be accountable. And the way around that, by the way, would be to say any unverified account that posts, you're responsible for the content. You own it. You're a publisher because they're publishers. And so I would say to them, if anybody has an unverified account, Phil, you and I put our names and our pictures on this podcast. I'm willing to stand up for what this podcast says. And I think everyone, freedom of speech means we get to have freedom to speak, but we have to be accountable for it. Is this the part where I have to confess that the washboard abs and all that were photoshopped on? You should confess that now, <sighs> I think, Phil. Dang. Uh, um, but what would this do to novelty accounts, Stephen? They would just have to be verified with some owner. You don't have to necessarily... Again, mm-hmm. you could have an account that wasn't under your name, mm-hmm. but it has to have a verified owner, right? Yeah. There's, you know, The bots on Twitter, clearly someone created the bots. So as long as you're willing to let the bots be responsible for the content that you're creating with them. You just verify that someone has created it. Now, I know what you're about to tell me, but this will keep the 14-year-olds from having an account, Stephen, because uh, they won't be able to verify it with a credit card or some other verification mechanism. And I'm about to tell you, Phil, I don't want the 14-year-olds on social media anymore. It's rotting their brains. Yep, yep. The the leaks from a former Facebook project manager to the Wall Street Journal last year uh, certainly cemented that for me uh, as the parent of a daughter and, uh, and a son, for that matter. I mean, Instagram, for those of you who don't know this, and this will be new news, is toxic. It's toxic for teenage girls. It's not very good for teenage boys either. And so it's a toxic environment. And you'd have trouble convincing me it's good for adults uh, <laughs> while we're on the subject. Oh, you'd have a very hard time convincing me any of them are really good for adults. And and I'm going to go with TikTok uh, on that as well. And I know people love to be entertained. Uh, in fact, as someone who knows that people are having a hard time doing anything now without having entertainment, shortening something to a 12 to 15 second video does not improve the quality of the content. I promise you that. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that's been on my mind in terms of fixing social media would be 
restricting comments uh, unless they're already encouraging you to click through the article. I think technologically you could make it happen to, to determine uh, because there's certainly been times where I've gone to retweet something and I've already read the article on another platform. Um, and Twitter says, are you sure you want to retweet that, right, um, without reading it? But then restricting people from commenting on it for the first 10 minutes. Like, great, you've clicked the link. We've cookied your computer. You can come back and comment on this in 10 minutes. And by that time, most people will have just given up and moved along. I, I actually, again, you know, part of the joy of social media is apparently that opinions that are so fully formed. Uh, no, I'm not even going to be able to solve the sarcasm on this one. Uh, people don't have any. The, the people are often now talking about things in which they have no formed opinion. They are determined and 100% convinced mm -hmm. that all of the sort of information in their lives to this point in time. And again, you know, people have a right to an informed opinion. And this is going to sound controversial, I'm aware. People have a right uh, to an informed opinion. And, and if I can hear from infectious disease experts uh, about advice they might have, no problem. I do not need people uh, whose belief that there's a government conspiracy afoot, that we never landed on the moon, or there's a government conspiracy afoot that birds aren't real. Uh, oh, I, I love that one. Oh, my God. <laughs> so um, I, they I, landed on the moon and that was where we got COVID from. OK, so now that's the, <laughs> that's the new one. I am often concerned now that that we're just simply a, we've created platforms that we didn't really understand the power that we were going to hand over to private companies. We have no idea about sort of the monopoly power that a company like Meta now has over our information as we receive it. And frankly, if I were Meta, I would be advocating for my breakup already. I would be advocating myself for my breakup because there's no way that Mark Zuckerberg can handle the kind of power over people's information that Mark Zuckerberg has. Mm -hmm. He simply cannot do it. There's no one with the ethical center. I mean, I'm always reminded of... Uh, you know, how challenging it must have been to be a pope in the 14th century or how challenging it must have been to be a king in the 14th century and just the sheer power you had uh, over people's thoughts and opinions. And this is basically what we've done with Mark Zuckerberg and with folks who run Twitter and folks who run Google. We've given them enormous power with no check on their power. And everyone says, oh, well, I wouldn't want government to have a check in their power. Well, somebody's got to be the check in their power. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the concerns I have with the verification of accounts is that that then requires us to give more information to these companies, some of which have suffered uh, data breaches. So there's no perfect solution is I think what we're going to arrive on here. I guess what I would say, let me let me sort of walk you through the three simple steps that I would say I would certainly take in terms of social media. One, hold them accountable for their actual statements that they will not allow anyone under 18 onto it. So make an age verification test and like verify it. Secret shopper it. Yep. Uh, secret shopper it. Make sure that they are actually under that, uh, over that age. And if they're not over that age, then you certainly have to agree. This is the other thing you'd have to agree. If you can't verify it that way, you have to have a plan that as soon as someone has turned 18 or has now suddenly declared that they've turned 18, all of their previous data is wiped, has to be gone because you could not... Enter into a legal agreement when you're under 18, and I know lawyers will now say, well, as soon as they clicked on it at 18, they agreed that the previous content is still you know, valid. I'm going to tell lawyers that I think that point of view is wrong. I actually think we should still say to people, you couldn't knowledgeably have entered into that contract, so your previous data is now erased. And I would do that 100%. The second easy step I would take is, you know, we can agree about whether verification is the right way to go or not. But certainly an anonymous account or a known anonymous account, Trucker07483 or uh, Little Girl 87984, like, no, 
none of that stuff. So there's a name, there's a there's an identified person, there's a some form of identification that we can at least agree should be there. Uh, and the third thing is we really have to make an enormous effort on the right to be forgotten. And we are simply not, we are failing on that one 100%. We need to institute, and I think the social media companies should be forced to develop a curriculum that we can talk to young teens about, here's what the right to be forgotten is. This is our appeal process, and our appeal process is rapid, and our appeal process is permanent, and it, it is easy to access. You try to get something removed from Facebook that you that you posted or someone posted about you in error. It's the most labyrinth-like contact mechanism. They they do not make it easy. Trust me, they need to make it easy. Well, three recommendations that I'm sure you're going to hear a lot about uh, in the coming years as uh, Facebook and Twitter and TikTok and all of those uh, work diligently to implement. Yeah. Just, just wait till we get into, uh, you know, deep fakes hitting more mainstream. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's a couple of videos I, uh, I'll actually play for um, students of mine in critical thinking and ethics about deep faked audio. You know, video is, is one thing where uh, they've gotten pretty good with those, but the audio in some cases, it's it's indistinguishable from the real thing. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, going to be another topic for our social media giants to handle. They're going to have to do that one without us. Uh, unfortunately, we're out of time this week. Uh, we'll be back next week. Talk to you then. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Headliner, the podcast. If you want to know more about how you can improve your organization's communication strategies, visit headlinerthebook.com. We'll see you next week.